Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. Scott Mayowski in this morning, the Commissioner of the Revenue in Stafford County. Scott, good morning. Good morning, Ted. Thanks for having me back. I, it's always good to have you here. This is going to be kind of a different kind of show because we are there. There are there are some things, especially with your office, that I want to want to talk about. But uh, you're uh, you're we're, we're going to talk. You and I talk sports all the time, yes. and we always talk about wanting to talk about sports. <laughs> so we're going to do that this morning. Awesome. It's, it's the end of the year, and so this is going to be a little bit. This isn't going to be quite as serious and and button down as we usually are good. this morning. I'm, I'm always surprised you invite me back, but I'm, always, I'm glad that you do. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you here this morning, especially a couple of things. First of all, it is a it is a reassessment year in, uh, in, in Stafford, 2024 will be. And so there, there are some things, I, I, I guess by this point, you're all right. You, you've got everything probably ready to go on that? Uh, for the most part, we do. So just to kind of set the table for those who don't know we reassess properties every two years in stafford so we have to figure out what all of the real estate in the county is worth as of january 1 in this case 2024 so we're going to be we're reviewing the sales all the way through december to make sure there are no last minute uh trends yeah if there are we want to be able to reflect those because once those values are set 1124 they stay for two years um, so we, we want to make sure that, that we're looking at everything. So we're almost done, but we're not, not quite there yet. I never thought of that, that there are, you, you, you don't want anything coming in the back door that suddenly would change yeah, things. Some counties will wrap up their reassessment in October or November. But then if you have a market crash like you did in 2008, yeah. you, don't, you don't have a way to reflect that. And that's, that, it's always hard defending values to people, but it's really hard defending values to people when... You cut off your, you know, your sales studies early. Yeah, yeah. We have done. You, you and I have done reassessment shows. I don't even know how many, many years, but it's 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 been a lot of years. And you always are, are real upfront and and when and, and tell people when they get the notice in the mail and, and look it over. And if they see something that they 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 think that if they see their that there's something they don't agree with. Come forward, there, and, and there will be opportunities to do that. Yeah, we do have a, <clears throat> a hearing cycle when you, send, when you send out the notices. And like you said, we encourage folks to come in. We base these values on the best information we have <clears throat> available, but we can't know everything about your house. There's over 50,000 parcels in the county, and we have 10 appraisers. So uh, the process of mass appraisal, we can't get as detailed as we'd like. So if there's something about your house that we don't know or your property that we don't know, then we rely on you to come tell us. And that will affect your value. And the more we know, the more accurate that assessment will be. So we don't look at it as a confrontational meeting. We look at it as informational. And some folks just want to know how we did it. Like, how did you figure out my house is worth this? And we're always happy to sit down and, and meet with those folks. It is always interesting when when this this happens when 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 you get it and you 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 find out just how much how much it has been appraised and in, in, in how it, it came about and this and, and what you do here this is part of this state law says you got to do this yeah uh, the real estate tax is the largest um, revenue generator for localities so everybody does it 
Uh, we all do it at different periods of time. The more rural you are, you can stretch that uh, cycle out to six years in some cases. More urban you get, Fairfax County does it annual. Um, but yep, we're required by law to do it, and it generates about 50% of all of our local tax revenue that we spend in the county hmm. comes from that real estate tax. The property tax, the combination of the real estate and personal property tax, which the car tax, as most people know it, that generates 70% of all local revenue. So we're, localities are very dependent upon the property tax in Virginia. The uh, notices will go out Notices when? will go out in probably mid-February. Okay. And we'll have about a month worth of hearings, and then we'll wait for the board to set the tax rate. And they usually set that mid-April. Once they set that tax rate, then we take the values, and then we do the calculation and figure out how much people owe in taxes. We basically put that in a giant spreadsheet that we call the bill file. And then we hand that bill file to the treasurer. In this case, it'll be the new treasurer, mm -hmm. Mike Sinkowski. And they take that information, and that's what goes on the bills. So we, we track the ownership information, the legal description. We have the value of the property that we put on it, the tax rate the board set. We do the calculation, and that becomes the tax bill. Wow, this really is a big, a, a big time for you. And I mean, like you say, you mean you, you've been preparing for this since the last reassessment. Yeah, so, I mean, the, yeah, but 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 for your office, this is this is really it. Yeah, this you know, I I joke. It's really quiet there now. This is a downtime for us as it yeah. is many people, and we get I every year. This is my twenty fourth year as commissioner. I get lulled into the sense of security <laughs> because. Come January 2nd, it's like a nuclear bomb goes off in the office. Yeah. Because you not only have reassessment, you have business property forms, you have all the stuff that has to get done. January 1st in Virginia is called tax day. Everything revolves around January 1st for taxation. So the race is on as soon as the new year starts, and it doesn't really let up until um, first half bills are due June the 5th. So it's, it's nice and relaxing now. But uh, it's it's going to heat up very fast. I guess if you have new employees, you let them know about that oh. and say, "This isn't what we. This isn't the normal day for us." Yeah, and it's it's in many cases we don't even hire people. You know, we have a couple vacancies now. We may not hire people in certain departments in our yeah. office because we just can't get them trained in time. Hmm. I mean, it's a it's a sprint, and they can't join it. You know mid-race because yeah. they just don't have the training. So yeah, it's it's an interesting dynamic. I've learned something already, though. I didn't know about that January 1st was tax day. I, this That's is why you come day. back, because you always have <laughs> something that you've kept from me and uh, you throw out there. So, yep. well, we will talk much more and, and, and do more shows on uh, and maybe get even even you and the new uh, treasurer to come in and, and, and talk about this when this all when, when this all begins to hit. But uh, reassessments in Stafford and uh, you'll be getting your uh, your bill probably mid-February. Scott Miowski here this morning, Commissioner of the Revenue in the county. We're going to talk about the uh, about the car tax when we come back, and then we're going to talk sports this morning. More on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. Scott Miowski in this morning, Commissioner of the Revenue and Stafford. Before we talk about uh, sports and other things uh, this morning, we want to talk a few minutes about the uh, the, the car tax. The, the governor in his uh, speech to the, the General Assembly Money Committees 
has uh, put it out there that uh, he wants to, to, to uh, would, would like to eliminate the car tax. That's been talked about before. And it kind of ran into the wall, as I remember it, when, when Governor Gilmore did it, it was the, the, the localities would lose too much money. Is that still yeah, the issue that, out there? That's always been the challenge. The one thing that Republicans and Democrats can agree on is everybody hates the car tax and yeah. everybody wants to get rid of it. The challenge is going back to what we talked about earlier, Ted, is the property tax being 70%, accounting for 70% of, of local revenue in Stafford, and that's pretty consistent around the state. How do you replace that money? And that's real money. In Stafford, the car tax generates $70 million. To kind of put that in perspective, that is larger than the budget, the annual budget of the entire county admin building. Really? So it's, you know, when I talk to folks and I was knocking on doors all fall, everybody wants to eliminate the car tax. I, I would love to find a way to do it too. But I try and explain to them that it's not as simple as, like, we can't just tighten our belts and find $70 million. Right. You're talking about shutting down schools. You're talking about affecting public safety. Or you've got to then go back to the real estate tax, and you'd have to increase that rate by about $0.35 to generate that kind of money. Um, And it's so it's that's the challenge. How do you make localities whole? Governor Gilmore, when he got elected in 1998, it was a brilliant campaign slogan, the no car tax, Mm -hmm. but he quickly realized the only way you can replace that money is with state money. And the the bill quickly ran up to about a billion dollars. And the the legislators started saying, why are are we sending a billion dollars growing every year to localities with no end in sight? So that they froze it. And now we have this personal property tax relief, PPTRA. Um, and that's um, that's where we are now. But it's the same it's the same challenge. Yeah. How do you replace it? And the governor's proposal was to replace it with um, an increased sales tax. So Stafford County generates seventy million dollars in car tax. We would have to increase our sales tax. We'd have a local component to the sales tax. It's now five point three percent. It would go up from there to generate enough money to make us whole for the car tax. So the sales tax generates about $24 million a year. So you're looking at about a 3% sales tax increase. So you'd be looking at an 8.3% sales tax rate in Stafford County to, to fund the car tax. That mechanically would work for us. I don't know about some of the more rural localities because they don't have the sales that we do. Um, but that's that's a plan that mechanically could work. Politically, will it work? I don't I don't know. I was just going to say politically, <laughs> that's a hard thing. I think probably to sell. It's it's a hard thing, uh, but it's because it's so disliked. That tax is so disliked by yeah. you know universally. I think there could be a lot of discussion and back and forth and actual negotiations between. Republicans and Democrats, it's not going to happen this year. But over the next couple of years, it could spark a discussion that ultimately gets us somewhere to to an end result where where we eliminate it. Um, The governor's other proposals, he wants to cut the income tax and replace that with with sales tax as well. So 
the 5.3%, putting the whole car tax issue aside, the 5.3% would probably go up, would go up in the governor's proposal, and that would create new money that he would then use to lower the income tax. Personally, I think that proposal's dead on arrival in Richmond. Yeah. Uh, Richmond being controlled by the Democrat Party, and and I don't think they were they're just being obstinate when they say we don't want any part of this. They've consistently opposed um, increasing the sales tax be- in lieu of the income tax because they consider the sales tax regressive. It impacts lower income folks more than a an income tax does because the income tax is progressive. Mm-hmm. So the more money you make, the more you pay on the income tax. So I, I think that one's that proposal's dead on arrival. But we'll have to see where the car tax one goes. It'll be interesting to watch the next couple of years. I think the last time Scott you were in was when you and Curry Roberts were in talking about data centers. Yes. And data centers have been approved. They're gonna it's it's I think I, I guess to be voted on in Stafford is it this week. Yes, the performance, that's the performance agreement. Yeah, so that's we have, right. Yes. Um, we have a, I'm, I'm still under an NDA, which is very, a non-disclosure agreement, which everybody knows what we're talking about, but I, I still have to be somewhat careful yeah. about. So we have a large, I don't know if I can say their name, company coming in, and we've been negotiating yeah. the terms of their, of their, you know, moving into the county. Um through what's called the performance agreement. Last week, that agreement got approved by the the EDA in Stafford. And yes, I th- believe it's set to go to the board maybe this week. They I wanted to have it wrapped up by the yeah, end of the year. I think it's tomorrow. Okay. They're, they're, they're doing something. But... <clears throat> When we when we talked when you and Curry and I had our had our data center discussion that it has now gone through Stafford it's gone through Spotsylvania and Caroline so data centers it seems that 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 money that has been talked about mm-hmm. is is going to is, is somewhere down the line is going to is going to impact what localities are are going to be able to do also oh absolutely and and it's it's starting now not. Not the big dollars that we've all been discussing now for months, yeah. but it's starting now because you've got properties that are selling, you have rezonings. So we're now in the process of one, learning as much as we can about data centers, and two, figuring out what the land that, that's been zoned and identified as data centers are worth is worth. And we've got sales as high as seven hundred thousand dollars an acre for data center sites. Mm. So, which is staggering, yeah, amount of money. Now that that translates to more tax dollars, but again, the big the big money for data centers is the computer equipment. Once the building is built, they'll put upwards of a billion dollars worth of computer equipment in those buildings. So, the land sales are catches everybody's eye and sounds huge, and we're going to reflect those values in the upcoming reassessment. But that's not where the real money is. The real yeah. money is once they're under roof and full of computer equipment. But we will see some additional revenue starting starting next year. Now, when you do, and, and we, we've talked about it, what what it's going to mean to Spotsylvania and Stafford, and you, you look at it, you look at a rural county like Caroline, what that what oh, that's what yeah. this is going to be. And, and, and we talked about that. I mean, those amounts of money and in, in, in watching it go through the process. That, that's such significant money, especially in all these, every locality is talking about schools and yeah. all of a sudden that changes the. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking in some cases, hundreds of millions of tax dollars. Yeah. Um, 
So we we generate in Stafford about 330 million local tax dollars a year. We have one 500-acre site that the estimate is, once it's spilled out, it'll generate over 100 million. About a third of our existing property tax revenue could be generated by one data center site. Yeah. So it's amazing. It's an amazing amount of money, and it creates infrastructure for localities like Caroline. They'll have you know some water infrastructure they can they can yeah. utilize. Yeah. So it's it's a really unique opportunity that I think we're all fortunate to have, and and the county seem to be doing their due diligence to protect um, themselves and their citizens whenever they can. And the water and all all, all of that that we that we have uh, have heard about with the general assembly st- session. Uh, uh, looming would you usually go down there and do are you and and, and do uh and, and speak to a lot of the uh the, the the committees and that kind of thing yeah i'll probably spend some time down there this year i'm not pushing any legislation um, but i'm very excited to have new state senator tara durant down there mm-hmm. and and an old friend uh paul milday who's in the house of delegates so we'll uh i'll i'll go down and, and speak on some tax information and and I'll attempt to advise them on on tax legislation. We'll see if they take my advice or not. But um, it's good to have familiar faces down there, and it's always exciting when there's a new general assembly session. Yep, yep. That's it. That 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 is uh, that is coming up. I, one of the things that you have not done, I would that I look forward to, and I figure at least with with uh, with the reassessments and everything that we that we talked about, you have you have done a great service to the, to the area a lot of times on doing videos. And just talking about, I mean, you're talking Stafford, but but a lot of these videos can be, they they they, they cross you they they cross locality lines and, and deal with with issues every locality and every taxpayer is dealing with. Yeah, the principles are the same. I mean, I might be using Stafford County numbers, but yeah, the principles are all the same. Yeah, with with the election, I uh, I didn't do many because Facebook once they identify you're a candidate, yeah, they limit your reach. So Interesting. typically when I did a video, they'd reach, you know, they get two to 3,000 views. I did one this yeah. spring that had almost 9,000 when I was talking about some businesses that were going in Emory yeah. Mill Town Center. When I announced that I was running and they figured out I was a candidate, maybe 500 people would watch the video because yeah. they just yeah, they limit, they limit that reach. But hopefully after the new year, I'll get back to doing some more and they'll... Uh, They'll lighten up a little bit, and more folks can see them. But I enjoy doing them. It's it's fun to uh, to do those and try and educate folks on local government because it, it can get very confusing. Oh, it can be. No, we've you and I have have done some, and then uh, I'll I'll use yours, and, and and I sit and watch a lot of these meetings and and don't understand it, and you were able to put it in. A, I, I wish more did it because it is it's, it is it, it is good information for the for for all communities. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll get back at that. <laughs> like I said, this is this show is a little bit different. If this were a if this were a normal we're in suits kind of show, we would continue on talking about about issues. But we're gonna take a break and come back and uh, and, and to one, one of your one of your loves is West Virginia University football. Isn't it everybody's? I it should be, <laughs> I, but it's not. They limit it to me. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk college athletics and whatever else we uh, we we bump into when we come back. Scott Mayowski here from the uh, Commissioner of Revenue's office in uh, in uh, Stafford. More coming up on News Talk twelve thirty WFEA. It's uh, eight twenty eight. 
from the Fredericksburg.today online news studios. This is News Talk 1230 WFBA, Fredericksburg, a centennial broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Scott Miowski in this morning, the Commissioner of Revenue in Stafford. But for about the next half hour, we're just going to talk. He's a sports fan and a West... You, what, you, you go to what? At least one... WVU football game a year. Yeah, I try and make it up to one one a year. This and then year, basketball. Yeah, yeah. Basketball's brutal this year. But, but uh, yeah, I try and get up there as much as I can, but it's not as often as I'd like. Um, I did make it to the Pitt game this year. And that, that was the game. You that, was, yeah. that was fantastic. There's nothing like a college football rivalry. It is. It, it, and I, and I, have, I know people that, that do get into that from on both sides, and that that's a huge rivalry. Yeah, and it, it doesn't matter – how good the teams are. Like, yeah. And, you know, it. I, I tell folks, to try and put it in perspective, Next, the, the Panthers, Pitt Panthers, play in Heinz Field. Yeah. They play in the Steelers Stadium. Well, the largest crowd in the history of Heinz Field is not the Steelers. It's West Virginia Pitt. Really? That's how big that game is in that region. And it was in 20, that was 2022 they set the attendance record. And neither team was very good in 2022, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's what's so great about college sports. And that's what's so disheartening sometimes about all of the, the everybody, you know, changing yeah. conferences and everything. Because in reality, to have West Virginia and Virginia Tech and UVA and just some of these teams, it, it, West Virginia shouldn't be in the Big 12. We shouldn't. Our, our closest physical rival in the Big 12 is Iowa State, which is like 1,200 miles away. And we've got Pitt, which is 45 minutes north of us. Um, And we we struggle to schedule them because we're not in the same conference anymore. And that that just shouldn't be. That is not what what made – that's not what drew people to college football. Yeah. It's not what made it huge. So they've got to, in my opinion, find a way to get back to those – those natural rivals. Maryland would be another natural Maryland rival be to everybody. Virginia every year. Yeah, but they can't now that they're in the Big Ten. Yeah, which is a, another weird fit. Totally. When, when you put USC and UCLA in the Big Ten, <laughs> yeah. those the, those were those were games that were played on on New Year's Day. Yes. Yes. Not in September. They were, they were special. Right. They they won't be anymore. Um, yeah, the the oddest thing is is when the 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 Pac-12 imploded, which is a tragedy. Yeah, and ironically, they're having their best football season in probably two decades. Yeah, uh, the the ACC swooping in and grabbing what is it, Cal and Stanford? Yeah, is is one of the most bizarre things. That's when I think we reached the theater of the absurd right. with college football, like. That should have everybody should have taken notice. Like, wait a minute, what are we doing here? And SMU coming to the ACC next year. Yes. What? Yes. Yeah, that will be interesting. I, I was I was so surprised by that. I went down the a rabbit hole researching SMU. Yeah. The money that the alumni at SMU have is staggering. Right, because what they they have said they don't they won't take any ACC or any of the TV money for something like seven years. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, they but, didn't bat an eye when they made that deal. They, but they they were so desperate to be in a so getting in a good conference with that those kind of resources. It'll be interesting to see what they do. And now they can legally pay players. Yeah, but well, that's that's they, yeah, that's they, the they other were thing. trendsetters back in the in the seventies <laughs> yes, and eighties. They got their program shut down. They should <laughs> they should be able to file something because yeah. So now, and, and you look at the ACC now is in in. in shaky ground because whatever happens with Florida State if, if, if they somehow get out you know that Clemson's gonna is gonna is gonna follow suit and there's talk that North Carolina will and others yeah well and selfishly I'm I'm rooting against the ACC because I do think that at some point a big 12 SEC merger makes sense yes and that might bring some of that those regional rivalries back. That would get, you know, West Virginia, Pitt, Virginia Tech, UVA if they don't go somewhere else. Yeah, kind of get them back, you know, in on the schedule. And I think that would only be good for the not only for the schools but the whole region. I think this this region does better when we have those rivalries. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's more interest. It's more fun. Um, and that ultimately, I think, leads to more eyeballs on on TV. No, because ultimately, because I have I've got UVA football tickets, I would rather see West Virginia come in because they're going to bring a whole lot of people, and there's going to be there's that regional kind of thing. And you and I would have bets on the game, and would yes. be uh, would you know we we would have a great time with those kinds of yeah, things. It, it would be a lot of fun. I I I think the I think ESPN and the TV markets have. I think they're coming around to the fact that that they've realized those rivalries are what's important. Mm-hmm. When conference realignment was happening before, they seemed to be looking only at TV markets, which never made sense. Like Rutgers has the New York TV market, so we want them in the big ten. Well, yeah. no, nobody in New York City's watching Rutgers. No, it's the same with Syracuse. Syracuse, Boston College has the yeah. Boston market. Well, nobody's in. Boston's watching Boston College, no. so it didn't bring the eyeballs they real they wanted. But going back to a game like Pitt, West Virginia, neither one of them are big TV markets, but they bring lots of eyeballs to to the because of the rivalry. That's yeah. what people want, and you feel you almost think that they ha- this is going to have to happen just because with what's happening, especially with all the portal things and. Slowly but surely, like, like you said, all the things that made the, the people were drawn to college football for are now being taken away from us. Yeah, and that that has to have a negative effect. And I, I've I've read that that it it's already impacting college basketball. Yeah, that uh, it is not generating the revenue or the interest that it it had in the '80s and the '90s when it was at its absolute peak. And all of those little decisions that were made along the way have finally snowballed to the point where a lot of folks who used to watch college basketball aren't. And it's hard to imagine that happening in college football, but I can certainly see the day when it does. Right, right. Because because like some of these things, and I thought it would it would even happen sooner. But yeah. you know the, the the fact when you've got when you like when you have West Virginia playing Iowa State. Yeah. There's not I don't I don't care. No. <laughs> Iowa State. No, no offense to anybody from Iowa. And so to, to have these kind of, and, and with, with with Maryland too, everybody knew at the time Maryland went because of money. Mm-hmm. They, they 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 were having financial problems. 
it it made sense. But you know what what would be what's more interesting, a Maryland Virginia or Virginia Tech game, or or anybody in the or Maryland Maryland Duke was in Maryland basketball Duke. was was the greatest rivalry. They would right. They would they would literally riot in in College Park after that yeah. basket. That's how big that game was. 20 years ago. And but if you weren't around then you have no idea because they don't they don't play anymore. But that was always the big everything you know North Carolina Duke's always been been big but boy Duke and uh in in Maryland was just huge when and it was it was it was at that level. Yeah, and I and honestly there's 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 not Maryland's a classic example of what I was talking about with college basketball. There's not yeah. buzz around Maryland college basketball anymore. No, and there used to be. There, there definitely used to be. Yeah, I mean, you go back from from Lefty and on with when Gary Williams was there, and yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, and it's not just because they've had a few down years. It feels more structural than that. Like there's something else that's yeah. broken, and it's that that lack of of regional rivalries. So yeah, there there are there are things out there now. Bowl games with I, I think it's great that uh, West Virginia plays. I always wanted Virginia because I've been to a couple of of the, the the games in Charlotte. When I went, it was it was the Belk Bowl. Now it's the what the Duke's Mayo. It's the mayonnaise. Yes, yeah, the mayonnaise bowl. The mayonnaise bowl. Please tell me that if West Virginia wins, the are they gonna would, would they dump mayonnaise on the coach? The, the coach is committed to taking a what they call a mayonnaise bath. Oh, which just sounds just. That term like turns oh. my stomach. I hopefully that will take place in the locker room and not on the field. I think I, it was Shane Beamer last year at South Carolina. He I, did that, and it was the most disgusting <laughs> thing. If I were the coach, I we we would we'd have to we'd have to have a talk. We're not doing that. But um, no bowl games. If you've never been to a bowl game, it's just terrific because you see people wearing your colors and you just. You gravitate. Yeah, I've never been to, to one. Oh, you'll love it. But as soon as we get off the air, Ted, I'm headed to Charlotte, North Carolina for the 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 Mayo Bowl, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. West Virginia's playing North Carolina, which again, I, that's another great that's a uh, that's a great regional rivalry. It is. That'll be a lot of fun, and and a lot of folks don't realize the proximity of of Charlotte to West Virginia. It's going to be full of of West Virginia people, and obviously North Carolina mm-hmm. fans because it's in North Carolina. Um, yeah, I didn't realize this, but West Virginia considers Charlotte almost an extension of West Virginia. Now, Charlotte doesn't consider themselves <laughs> that, but that's how easy it is yeah. to get get back and forth. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, so many people will talk about there there are too many bowls, and they make fun of all the, the different bowls. Once you go to a bowl and you see what that means to the community, it's a big deal. It is a big deal, no matter what what bowl you're at. To be in a bowl, yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a lot of fun. Yeah, well, even if there's only you know you turn on the TV in these bowl games and the yeah. they're playing a football stadium and there's twenty thousand people there and it looks like there's you know nobody. Yeah, but that's twenty thousand people in your community spending money. Oh yeah, you know, the the economic like you said the economic activity of that is is huge to a community. And I think for the school too, it's a it's it's a big deal because yeah. just like I say, just just walking around and and, and seeing. I I, I was it, I was the uh, the Chick Fil A bowl the year Virginia played Auburn, and it was just phenomenal. Everybody, you just have this this great pride that you know your your team is there. Yeah, and or you've got in in, in your case in uh, I mean Charlotte's in a, in a, in a, 
to play in an NFL stadium is a, is a, is a lot of fun too because it's 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 big and that that's a nice that's a nice stadium. Yeah. For for the for the for the teams themselves, they get the extra practice. But there's just there's there's pride, I think, in the in the school. Yeah, and they mean different things to different teams depending where you are in your the stage of your, mm. your team's development. Um, I mean, you're a Michigan fan, so developing a team is a lost concept because you just get five star recruits every year and right. throw them, just recycle them. But normal schools, we have to build programs. Right. And I look at, like, Virginia Tech and West Virginia, who are rebuilding with relatively new coaches. This game means something. This means a lot to those programs. Yeah. You win this game, you, you tack on. For us, that'll be our ninth win. For Tech, it'd be their seventh. And it really sets you up to roll next year. Um, you look at a, a school like JMU, where, unfortunately, they're going through this transition with their coach leaving, a bunch of players transferring. Game doesn't mean much to them because right. everything changes for them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting to see how those the different dynamics at play with those bowls. Well, and in your case with the West Virginia case, the the, the coach there, we, when you looked at the the preseason, he was on every hot seat. Oh yeah, we're, around we're picked to come in 14th in the league out of 14 teams. Yeah. So he did he did a really good job. Um, building a team he's got a lot of talent that we were able to hang on to somehow um so we should be i've seen a lot of you know the way too early top 25s Mm -hmm. going into next year and and we're in many of those as top 25 teams which is where we should be yeah well and and, like you say it it really is a big deal and it makes you look so much differently at 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 your at your team because like you say if 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 virginia tech were to win today in the military ball they're beating a they would beat a tulane team that's got a really good record and it, it does it makes you all of a sudden you've 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 you have a winning record and you go into next year and it helps with recruiting yep to quote nuke lelouch from bull durham i like winning it's like it's like better than losing. Yeah. So yeah. it's always good to win those bowl games. The other thing, Scott Scott Mayowski here this morning. the 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 other thing that uh, is is interesting around here is more and more, and especially in with some of the Stafford schools. But we've got some we've got we've got players in this area that have gone on to big time college football, and and, and a few even make the pros now and then. Yeah, it's really exciting, um, and and. Again, back to back to the re- I keep coming back to the regionalism because it's just so important in college. Yeah, and it's fun seeing, even though the rivalries might be gone on the field. If you get a kid from Colonial Forge, he's being recruited by Virginia, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. Those Penn State really Penn State, has yeah. swooped into this yeah, area. So that, that regionalism even shows its itself in in the recruiting process, and a lot of those kids stay locally and play it at these regional schools and it's it's fun to watch them and track them and it's it is really exciting it was when when i grew up in stafford in the 70s and 80s we just didn't have the population so you know once every couple of years um a kid would show himself and and end up at a major school but it was very rare um it's a lot more fun now that we're seeing it happen couple times a year with with a bunch of kids well and it was it was a big deal uh th- this fall when the uh, when the brent pry at virginia tech came to flew into a chancellor game and i think he all, then also went over to king george that same night 
but to have a college, I, I can remember when Devin Ford was at North Stafford a few years ago and he was being recruited, went to Penn State for a while. I don't know where he's, I think he left Penn State, but I would be at the games and I would hear that Penn State was there and a number of other other, other big time schools were there. And just to know that you had people there scouting yeah. players in this area. Yeah. You hear those schools, it creates like, it creates a buzz. Yeah. 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 So, well, you will enjoy, you will, you will enjoy. I know you want to win, and um, but uh, bowl games are, are a great experience, especially when, especially when they when when before when each each band will go out and do whatever their pregame, whatever they do during the regular season, their their pregame, and to have your band out there on the field playing your songs, it's yeah, a it, cool experience. It's funny when when I when I go to games with people, they all make fun of me because. I want to be in the stadium and watch all of that. That's me. I want to get there. I want to get there early. I yeah. want to see them working out. I want to see them working out and stretching and doing all of that. And then the bands come out. Yeah. That's college football. It is. Yeah. It's that that kind of that pomp and circumstance that you don't get with professional sports. No. No. Not at all. And it means something to every single kid on that on that field, whether they're in a band uniform or a football uniform, and it's just just special to see. Yeah. So we're, we're you've got you got good seats. Uh, I don't have tickets yet. Oh, you're okay. You're one of those. <laughs> I'm one of those. Okay. I noticed they weren't selling out. So yeah, gonna, they never they yeah, never do. And that's I'm a big gonna, that's a big stadium, but hope, it's a very nice stadium. Hopefully, swoop in and grab some cheap tickets here in about an hour. Okay, good. Scott Miowski here. One quick break and uh, one more break and final break, and we'll uh, wrap this up when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Scott Miowski in this morning, the uh, Commissioner of Revenue in Stafford. If you missed the first half of the show, that was when we talked about the serious stuff. We've been just talking uh, talking sports and, uh, and college football, uh, especially uh, in, in, the, in the last little bit here. In the, in, the, in the few minutes that we have left, Scott, we didn't talk about the, the whole uh, name image likeness. And we both talked about off air how I, I thought at first this was just going to be a terrible idea. I don't know anymore. I don't. I. I think it's kept some people in school, or it's people have have moved around some because of it. I don't know. Yeah. It. I was opposed to it when it first happened because I'm I'm old school that you know you're getting a free education. That's me. I, yeah. That should be enough. But whatever. Yeah. Um. I th- I think the mistake that was made was they they changed the transfer rules at the same time they created the name Im- image and likeness yeah and that created a chaotic situation but some of that settling down now and i i i think the nil deals are actually a a good thing yeah um they're good for the kids not only because they're getting some of the money that is in college football but it's also creating it seems more opportunity for some of them i look at a mid-tier school like you know, keep talking about West Virginia, but even Virginia Tech, UVA, mm-hmm. um, we're getting kids that are second string, four or five star recruits at from the SEC or the Big Ten who just want to play football. Yep. And they're proving they can play football. And they get noticed and yeah. then they get drafted. Yeah. It's it's giving them a little bit of money and more importantly, opportunity. 
and that's that's something that I didn't anticipate. I just assumed the big sc- Michigan was going to come in and buy everybody. Yeah. And it, it just doesn't seem to be working out that way. So I, I actually like the way that it's settling down, and the NCA with some tweaks to the transfer rules might might create a pretty workable situation, which I didn't think was possible. Though I and I, I don't know that the whole portal thing is ever going to change, but that that's the maddening thing I think right now with with, with, with college athletics is you just you don't understand some oh. of these things. It's nice. To, it's nice to have choices, but it, it's, it's so hard for, for schools and, and for coaches. You're, yeah. you're always recruiting. To, you recruit to get them there, and now you got to recruit to keep them there. Yeah, like when – during the Wild West days of like 2020 and 2021, it was, <laughs> it was so crazy. We were in spring practice, <laughs> yeah. and we got a, an all-conference lineman practicing on Tuesday – he gets bought by Miami on Thursday, and he's gone. How yeah. in the world do you build a team yeah. when you have to deal with that? And could the could the COVID year of eligibility please end? Because you've got guys that have played now for seven or eight years, it seems. <laughs> Just please. That, that's yeah. got to end at some point. Yeah, yeah. When you have, yeah, somebody had a ninth year senior, I think. Paul. Yeah, that's I. You, you I, see those kinds of things. I'm, I'm not good with numbers, despite my job title, <laughs> but I, I can't figure out how that works. A ninth. I, I don't know if he's a medical. I don't know if he's a doctor at this point. Anyway, there, as many problems as there are, and there are so many maddening things in college athletics. The fact, though, that you and I can sit around and talk about it, there's there there is joy in it. But but there is, like you say, college basketball has just been disregarded because every decision that's made is based on football because there's so much money in football. Yeah, the the uh, and it, everybody's excited about March Madness, but that's really all college basketball has become. Yeah, it's yeah. just become a March sport, and and it it makes me sad because I, mm-hmm. you know, growing up in this region, it was it was every every weekend watching Johnny Dawkins or Ralph Sampson or Lenny yeah. Bias, and mm-hmm. and it's just it's just there's not that level of interest in 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 college basketball anymore, and I I I think that's sad, and I think it's a like I said I I hope college football takes that as a warning. Yeah. Yeah, the, the numbers can can do that. But yeah, you're right though. The, the the weekend, those weekend ACC games on Raycom, or you know, what, the, the, you you look forward to that now, and now you can find games everywhere on networks that you didn't even know did college sports. So, yeah. Yep, you're right. Well, good luck. I, I wished I I should have uh, I I could have I could have been Lee Corso and put on a head or something for you know who I picked for today. I do think West Virginia beats North Carolina. Is, struggle to the end i think you win today yeah and they're half their team's not playing yeah that's the other thing that's 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 a whole that's, nother discussion it's not gonna dampen my joy if we if we win but um, yeah we, we definitely have an advantage scott mayowski thanks happy new year thanks for coming in thanks for having me again ted we'll see you soon all that, right bye-bye th- that is it thanks for listening see you in the morning Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA, focused on Fredericksburg.